Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is R.J. Spina, and we'll be talking about his journey as well as his new book, Supercharged Self-Healing, a revolutionary guide to access high-frequency states of consciousness that rejuvenate and repair. R.J. Spina shares the unique seven-step healing system that he used to overcome chest-down paralysis and chronic illness and now utilizes to help countless others heal their debilitating health challenges. This book shares basic information and practices you need to apply the Ascend the Frequencies healing technique, a healing program that allows you to achieve elevated states of consciousness and harness high-frequency energy for health, vitality, and deep inner peace. Within these pages, you'll discover how to let go of the ego mind and access your true essence. You'll learn keys to activating your healing intention, channeling energy through the crown chakra, and turning off the program of illness. Through visualization, meditation, and mantra work, you can reprogram your mind and body for recuperation and optimal wellness. For more information, you can visit his website, which is www.ascendthefrequencies.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome RJ to the show. Good day, RJ. Thank you for having me, Robert. It's my pleasure. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to talking about this because there is just so many so many people that are ill, you know, and, and uh, kind of need to reframe a paradigm. So, um, as I mentioned in the introduction, you know, this is a, a seven-step healing system that you, that you use to create your um, to overcome the illnesses that you had. Would you mind sharing with the listeners um, about those illnesses? You know, about that time in 2016 that um, had you down. I mean, not down, but you know, or had to challenge you. Sure, yeah. So in <clears throat> around uh, March of 2016, uh, I was feeling quite ill, and I wound up spending two weeks in the hospital. I was diagnosed with uh, sepsis, type 1 diabetes, uh, hypothyroidism, and uh, Hashimoto's autoimmune disease. Um, I was given very powerful antibiotics. Uh, the, the, the antibiotics were so powerful there had to be a stent put into my arm, and I was there for two weeks, and that, that course of antibiotics continued for another six weeks in order to hopefully take care of the sepsis. Uh, unfortunately, the antibiotics did not work, and uh, eight weeks after being discharged from the hospital, my uh, spine, that, that same sepsis, that lethal infection, actually got into my spine, and uh, crushed it, causing permanent chest-down paralysis. My injury specifically was uh, by T7 and T8. And so there was no functionality uh, or sensation from from the chest down. And I required emergency life-saving surgery in order to hopefully remove the sepsis that was literally crushing my spine. They kind of scrape it off in what's called a laminectomy. And uh, upon waking up, from that emergency life-saving surgery, I had literally and figuratively awakened. I was in an uh, authentic state of, of cosmic consciousness, and I was able to access, we could say, the hidden realms of wisdom and deeper understanding. And I knew immediately how to heal myself. And as odd as it sounds, even as a kid, I used to say to my parents and friends that, if I ever get sick, I'll just heal myself, which is obviously a very, very strange thing to say. But if someone would have, uh-huh. someone would have asked me how to, yes, if someone would have asked me how to do that back then, I don't think it would have had an answer. But 
I knew it was in me, and it wasn't until the need to be able to self-heal had arisen uh, through the permanent paralysis and all the chronic illnesses that the remembering came back, and it came back through that heightened state of authentic cosmic consciousness. Wow. And, and I, when I was reading the book, the um, in the preface, uh, there was uh, the acupuncturist that, that wrote it um, was indicating that uh, when he, you know, touched your, touched your crown chakra, that and it was one of those cases where he was just amazed. I mean, it seemed that you you had that innate knowing. I mean, not even belief, but just knowing, and that was very unusual. Uh, yeah, yeah. He 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 performed something called uh, cranial sacral therapy, which is where he literally puts his hands on the crown of your head, and through various uh, practices and what he's learned, he's able to to feel various qualities of tissues and nerves and all the things that are going on that are connected to the brain that may very well go to the pancreas or the liver or the spleen. And when he put his hands on my on my head, he said that instead of feeling a brain and nerves, uh, you know, disharmony, things like that, which he's treated over 75,000 patients, uh, instead, when he put his hands on my crown, he said that he experienced a vastness, an emptiness that was beyond anything he could truly comprehend. And he said it felt completely empty and so huge, and it also seemed to contain everything at the exact same time. And he, he, he says the only way that he could describe that is, is authentic enlightenment. Yeah, I found that um, very interesting. Because <laughs> I've had people on the show who have worked with, have used uh, cranial sacral therapy before, and um, I've never heard anyone experience that kind of um, have that kind of experience with, with any of their clients. So I thought that was interesting. And, and I guess that maybe goes back to that inner knowing that you had, you know, at the, you know in the youth that, you know, you were going to take care of it. So um, now your book is called Supercharged Self-Healing. And now um, in the book you also, you use the term resolved um, regarding the illness versus healing. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, uh, the difference and kind of what, what the perspective, how the perspective is different between the two? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question, Robert. So uh, we can, we'll use me as an example, maybe just because it's easier. So I have mm -hmm. healed myself of uh, permanent chest down paralysis. So uh, what that means is that I am no longer paralyzed in any way. So I have full functionality, sensation, everything is quote unquote uh, op operating as it should. Uh, in terms of the chronic illnesses, now I don't take any medication for the diagnosis of type 1 diabetes, hypothyroidism, and Hashimoto autoimmune disease. I, I take no medications, and I, I show no signs of these things. Now, that being said, I would consider those things resolved simply because I'm still applying perpetually and eternally the understandings that were garnered through that state of consciousness, through that remembering of what I need to do to maintain that level of health. So in a very sort of plain way to put it or the nuts and bolts of it, if I went back to or started adopting a diet that was probably rich in carbohydrates and I ate quite frequently, I, I have a feeling that my blood sugar would start to rise and I would start to enter back into uh, uh, an A1C that would, that would register as a diabetic. So, so in that sense, it is resolved because I'm constantly applying the things that I need to to keep that from ever fully developing back into that. So hence, it's almost you could think of it as like eternal discipline that I'm that I'm mm. uh, exercising in terms of those things while the paralysis uh, has been healed and has been transcended. And that for me, that's the difference between healed and resolved. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So, um, what? Why do you? I mean. Why is it that, that people, more people, don't um, heal ourselves? What, you know, what, what is, what's kind of holding people back from that self-healing, do you feel? 
Oh, it, it is, it is uh, 100% the, the ego, or what I call the ego mind identity, uh, or the EMI, because it's, it's really those three things work synergistically and, and concurrently sort of as one thing. And so <clears throat> the EMI is, is essentially created through incarnation, and it's the identification with the physical body or the vehicle itself, as well as sensory perceptions, sort of like we could call beliefs, concepts, ideologies and so-called knowledge so essentially all of those things as well as the body are actually not what we are and so the accumulation of all those things that we have identified or misidentified our essence with essentially throws us so completely out of whack and so disconnected from our true essence that we are perpetually creating our own disharmony so I'd like to say that all disharmony comes from disharmonious thought patterns and so all thought is in context to a belief, concept, ideology, or so-called knowledge. And because none of those things are authentically and accurately what we really are, we are constantly and perpetually throwing ourselves out of balance. And then we identify with the body and the human condition. And so therefore we think that we are the beliefs that we have, the concepts that we've identified with as well as the body. And because those are the actual things that throw us out of balance, we seem to keep using the very same things that caused our imbalance, and we're expecting it to now heal us. And so it's kind of like asking cancer to cure itself. It simply does not work that, uh, work that way. So what the reason why in the beginning of the book I go into great detail about the ego mind identity and how it is formed through incarnation and et cetera, and that was obviously the shortest version I could give, that must be seen for what it is, and that must be, we could say, transcended or dropped, because healing is the return to what is original to us. And the body, beliefs, concepts, and ideologies is not what is original to us. We come way before those things. So when we realign the conscious mind, and therefore the body has no choice but to follow what the, what the mind does, when we realign the conscious mind with the true essence, then healing automatically starts to take place, and then there are several different exercises or protocols. They're, they're really meditations and deeper understandings that once we do those things, with that as the new starting point, the, the self-healing and self-repair is increased by an order of magnitude. And there's been countless studies that meditation changes our DNA. It repairs our cells. It, 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 it creates health. So it only stands to reason that much, much deeper states of meditation only more powerfully enhance our self-healing and, and self-repairability. So that meditation is the getting back in balance, is, is getting in touch with that um, higher self or that, that essence of who we are? It, yes, Robert. So you could even think of as the, the self is meditation. So the mm. self is mm. what occur is it's yeah it's it's what occurs prior to thought, prior to emotion, prior to action, prior to the body itself. So when we realign ourselves to what we actually are, it's a supreme vibration. It's it's a direct fractal of God, Source, Creator, whatever one whatever word you want to use. When we realign the conscious mind and the physical body directly connected to that, the lower frequency mm. disharmony that we call sickness and disease, it cannot exist within a high-frequency environment. So automatically, self-repair and self-healing is engendered. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, we have wonderful examples of how the body heals. You know, just cut yourself and, and see what happens, you know, you know, in a matter of days, you know, as far as, you know, self-healing. But, but this is kind of taking it to a new level. Now, um, one one um, line in, in your book that got me thinking, um, is, and you were talking about our thoughts kind of being um, a guiding force. Is, is the, the line was thinking is actually a bad habit that keeps you perpetually locked in past in the past because thinking is the movement of the past. So um, how? And I, I thought that it was very interesting. You know, the idea of thinking being a bad being a bad habit. So can you explain um, the idea of thought, the bad habit, and, and what, what thought, thinking, 
um, how it affects our ability for that that realignment. Sure. Yeah. So, so thinking is not knowing. So the the reason okay. why we think is is the reason why we think is because we're disconnected from the eternal knowingness that is the self or the sentience. So rather than being connected to our own knowingness, we're using our finite mind, which is part of the physical body, to constantly analyze in context to our identifications, which would be the beliefs, the concepts, the ideologies, as well as the physical body. So we are stuck in a reactionary paradigm of trying to figure everything out instead of going one step further and deeper and residing within the knowingness of the self, which is what exists prior to thought, emotion, action, and behavior. Thinking only takes us further and further away from the source point of life within ourselves. So the more that we think, the more that we create literally our own disharmony, and we're getting further and further and further away from what we really are. That, so thinking is faltering, and thinking is always in context to a belief concept, ideology, or so-called knowledge, which has nothing to do with what we really mm. are, which is, which is why we've lost the connection, and this, boot, this book is going to change that again, it's why we've lost the connection in terms of true self-healing, even, uh, we could say, on a grand scale, where, but, but I did for myself through paralysis and, and chronic illness, where I was told, obviously, all of this is impossible, but it absolutely isn't impossible because I went about it completely differently, obviously, and got completely different results. So this is really the key to understand. It's not through thought. Healing does not occur through thought or belief. Healing occurs to what is prior to beliefs and thought, being the self. Aligning one to the self is what actually engenders healing. Okay. So how how does one minimize thinking, you know, um, and move more into the knowing. Is it through, through meditation? Yeah, you, you could think, yeah, that's, you could use the word meditation. So you could think of it as just no. being in a state of, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was say, yeah, yeah uh, in a bigger sense, being, I guess, in, in that connection with, with the higher self. Yes, I mean we are we are a piece or an aspect uh, of the higher self, and that's what the true personality is: is the higher self, not the human personality that is created through the conditioning and the, the loss of consciousness through coming down in frequency and dimension. But one one thing that we can do is very very simple: is that if we simply pretend that we just arrived here, no past and no future. And as soon as you do that, if you did that, Robert, you can't think. Hmm. And, the, and the reason why you – it's interesting, right? And the, and the reason why you can't think, because there's no story you're telling yourself. There's no, there's no belief. There's no concept. There's no ideology. There's no story that you're telling yourself. And as I said, all thought is in context to a belief, concept, ideology. So when you pretend that you just arrived here, no past, no future, all thought stops. And then actually what arises – or comes to the forefront is the true immortal self. And so really what we're looking to do, Robert, is to maintain that. So in other words, hey, I'm mm -hmm. going to go meditate for 15 minutes or 20 minutes, and we're able to achieve that, which is wonderful. But then the other 23 and a half minutes, we're kind of out of control, nonstop thinking, emoting, and throwing ourselves tremendously out of balance. So what we need to do, and this is part of the new paradigm that this, this book introduces, is that we need to flip that around. So in other words, for 23 and a half hours out of the day, we should be completely present with, non, with not having constant ruminations and projections and emotions about things. And then maybe only 20 minutes out of the day, well, we get thrown off and we're thinking and emoting and sort of sending the wrong signals to our body of energy and our body. But the, the, the key is simply to learn how to control our energy. And that's why all these exercises and protocols direct us in very simple ways, just like what I just said, pretend you just arrived here, no past, no future. And now all of a sudden there's no thought. You're completely calm. You're completely present. So Robert, this is the key. These things are so simple and they're so easy. They baffle people in the beginning because people think everything is an intellectual endeavor, but it's, it's what we really are. The self even gives birth to the intellect. So what we need to do is to go back to what is original to us, that essence, that self or the sentience or soul, whatever word you want to use, 
And these exercises bring you to the tangible direct reconnection to what we really are. And this is how authentic self-healing and, and authentic self-realization or enlightenment occurs. Okay. So, you know, when you were talking about, you know, the, our beliefs, you know, the, the mm-hmm. limiting nature of beliefs, um, I, I believe uh, that you stated that beliefs and non-beliefs are the same thing. Um, so talk a little bit. I mean, because, you know, we are shaped, you know, by our beliefs, I, you know, and, and it seems that, I mean, maybe not in the self-actualized state, but for most of us, um, you know, it, it's our beliefs that guide our actions. So, Talk a little bit about, um, you know, because we're right now everyone listening is loaded up with beliefs or, you know, you know, mis, you know, missed, uh, mis, you know, wrong beliefs or you know, uh, beliefs that aren't true. So how how do we um, go beyond, you know, our beliefs? in order to maybe tap into and, and get that self-healing? Sure, yeah. So it, it's, it's very simple. And the reason why we have beliefs, concepts, and ideologies is because we've lost connection with the knowingness. So instead of knowing, we've swapped that for believing. And believing is not knowing. In fact, they don't have anything to do with each other. So as an example, you could read book after book after book and watch video after video after video on what orange juice tastes like, right? You could have every expert, Mm -hmm. uh, every every diagram about what it tastes like. And so you would form, you know, certainly a very strong belief about what orange juice tastes like. Or you could just taste it for yourself and you would know. So... Yeah. This is just an example. Right. So this is just an example. So this is what I talk about when I say the self. So the self occurs through non-thought because the self is what exists before thought even occurs, before belief occurs, before actions occur, before the body even occurs. So as we start to make that more of, more of our default setting, if you will, mm-hmm. the knowingness will start to return. And, you know, wisdom flows on the river of intuition And so the only way knowingness can flow is if you're not thinking. So it's thinking that gets in the way of knowingness. And understanding things happens not through thinking, but by simply being present. So I'll I'll give give you another example. This is that you and I are are talking right now, people are listening, and we're having a a fairly high-level conversation. And yet everyone understands everything that we're talking about without thinking. And so this is a very, this is a very uh, important <laughs> epiphany for people to realize that understanding occurs not through thought. And so we have misused the mental body or the intellect to think that it, it brings understanding or knowingness, and it actually does the opposite. It brings you further and further and further away from the tangible knowingness of the self. And hopefully these teachings in this book will reawaken this, this level of understanding and humanity can start to work with itself in a way that it hasn't for eons and eons of time. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a very different paradigm from, you know, what we um, have grown to believe. Um, so... Uh, and, and the idea of knowingness, um, to me, it, it's, you know, for, for some people, you know, it, it may be difficult to um, feel comfortable with knowing, you know, have experiencing knowingness, you know, if, if that's the word, you know, the idea of, you know, that feeling of knowing versus, I guess, doubt or, you know, or thinking or, you know, it, it just, um, I think for some people, it's a, it would be a challenge, you know, especially 
when, you know, so much of what we um, experience raises raises doubt, you know, in in just almost every area of life, I, you know, it, it just it, it was to me it's a um, it's a very different sense of being than you know one that we experience you know throughout life. Uh, yes, it is. I mean, we uh, humanity is stuck in a reactionary paradigm. We react to everything, and reaction is another word for stress. And so this is also another reason why we've lost the ability to heal ourselves because we're in a reactionary state instead of creating our health and, and engendering wellness. We're simply in a reactionary state. And that's because we have been horribly uh, miseducated for thousands of years in terms of uh, what we've been told. And so hopefully this book is the first book of a couple of books that's going to sort of uh, right that ship, we, we could say. So... It's, it's important to just go back to the understanding by using simple things like pretend you just arrived here, no past, no future, right. which stops the mind from going. Now, once the mind stops from going, the knowingness will simply start to pervade your entire body, your body of energy, and your mind. It will simply happen if we let it. Now, instead, what we do is we immediately are, go right back into our reactionary paradigm and we react to everything because we identify with everything because the ego mind identity is so out of control that we have no control over ourselves, which is why we can't stop thinking. So we no longer have control over our lives. Everything outside of ourselves that we've identified with has control over our lives, which leaves us in a reactionary paradigm. So, yes, this is, this is the complete switching of that, but this... this switching of this is really just a deeper, more authentic, more holistic understanding of what is. And that's why it's uh, revolutionary or radical. But the, the funny thing is it's, there's nothing revolutionary or radical about what I talk about or what, I, what I've done or what I teach because it's just actually the truth. Uh, what's radical yeah. is the idea that, that, that we believe in everything that has nothing to do with our true essence. That's really radical. And once we start to get out of this reactionary paradigm to reacting to everything, we're all going to start to feel better. And once we start to feel better, we're going to have a little more energy. And once we have more energy, we're going to be able to follow through on our intentionality for things that actually have real meaning and purpose in our lives. Yeah. You know, and, and I can see, I mean, just the personal angst and stress that happens quite often when we, you know, have our thinking go into overdrive of, of um, future possibilities and um, and, and the past, you know, keeping it. Now, we, we talked about sickness um, and illness kind of being that um, out of balance from the self. Um, what about genetics? You know, I mean, is... Um, is there, you know, because you were talking about how, you know, we've got, you know, for hundreds of years, maybe even thousands or, you know, of years, you know, we've been trained otherwise. So is it possible that some of the genetic disposition that we may have, we may encounter, um, is that maybe a uh, kind of a carryover or an influence? from our, you know, generations before being misinformed? Uh, yeah, yeah. Every, every um, societal programming, um, behavioral patterns, all of those things are embedded within the body, but we're not the body. So uh, mm -hmm. no, one is a, a, no one is a victim of genetics. So what we really are, what I call sentience or the self, that's what commands the body and takes control of the body. And so we can override genetics. I've, I've, I've done this with, with myself, and it, it may sound ridiculous, but it's not. Uh, it's actually physics. So when you're working with what gives birth to all these things, you're working at the core, at the center of what gives birth to everything, then you're in the driver's seat. So I, I like to say that higher consciousness is the architect of our form and the chemist of our biology. So, because it is. 
So when you work with your own higher consciousness, you are literally starting at the source point. There is nothing that we can't do with our, with our bodies, with our minds, I've, and I've proven that with, with myself, uh, that mm-hmm. nothing is off the table. Nothing is off the table when we work this way. And genetics are simply what is visible through devices, but genetics are also just a step-down, we could say, a, a step-down representation of our energetic templates. And I go into the in great detail in the book what the energetic templates are. They're, they're, again, they go back to the higher consciousness. They have to do with our form and our function. And we have literal templates in terms of what, what we're going to look like. And as that energy comes down in frequency and dimension, it forms these different templates until it actually expresses itself in physical reality. So part of the meditations allows you to go to the beginning parts of where we actually create our form and function and make the changes there, which is just hence how we can sort of stop the program of illness. We can unparalyze ourselves, which is, you know, we're all told that's impossible. It's not. It just absolutely isn't. Now, are we going to be able to do these things based upon the miseducation that we've been given our whole life? Well, absolutely not. There's a reason why people mm-hmm. aren't doing this. is because they've been miseducated. And the people that I've taught how to do this are making miraculous recoveries in terms of things that they've been working on for five years, 10 years, 20 years through Western medicine, Eastern medicine, you name it. They haven't been able to achieve actual health and balance. But once you start to work with yourself, what you are directly, that's what affects our body of energy and our body with the most impact. And that's really the key. And we can do this through meditation by accessing our own higher consciousness. Okay. Wow. Gosh. This is it's fascinating. Um, but actually, we are halfway through the show. So um, I want to take just a quick break, and I, and I do want to invite listeners, if you would like to call in and ask RJ any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. been doing this 12 years, and the first time I dropped right on the number. 619-789-4359. Um, and then when we come back, um, if we don't have any callers, I want to talk to you. You mentioned consciousness. So um, in your book, you talk about four directions of consciousness. Um, so I want to talk about those. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is R.J. Spina, and we are talking about his new book, Supercharged Self-Healing, A Revolutionary Guide to Access High-Frequency States of Consciousness that rejuvenate and repair. And again, for more information, you can visit his website, which is www.ascendthefrequencies.com. Okay, with that, we're back. RJ? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great, got you there. All right, so we were talking about, you know, those elevated states of consciousness. And um, one in your book, you talk about four directions of consciousness, something I had not heard before 
Um, can you talk about uh, those four directions and, and how, you know, how that manifests in our life? Sure, yeah. My, uh, every soul um, has a, a preferred method uh, or way in which it likes to work, in which it gets it, we could say, in which we, it gets its best results. Uh, and there's no right or wrong uh, to any of this, but I've just simply found through working with people and through my own sort of consciousness exploration, there's really, this comes down to four things. And sometimes it's a combination. Sometimes people use more than one of these things. But uh, essentially what I found is that there's, there's four directions or avenues of consciousness, and those four directions are uh, reason, which I guess we could call the intellect if you like, Emotions and feelings would be the, the second. A third would be faith. And fourth is the will. So we, we use one of these or a combination of these, and every soul is literally different, and it has its own preference. And, and we can, there's questions that we can ask ourselves uh, in the book that kind of determines which one of these preferred avenues or directions of consciousness that we like to use in order to get our best results in terms of what we're trying to achieve. And then once we discover which one of these avenues of consciousness that is our preferred method, then we kind of lean on that, so to speak, in order to help us achieve what it is that we're trying to achieve, whether that's healing or something other than that, whether that's liberation or even your business or your relationship. But it, com it comes down to those to those four things. When we're incarnate, it's always reason, emotion, feelings, faith, and the will, or a combination thereof. Okay, so um, with um, with those different, you know, paths, um, is um, would one who maybe chose or whose primary path would be reason would that um, would it be does it sometimes create difficulty in maybe understanding or um, having um, some kind of uh, knowing you know with with others i mean you know is is it i mean someone who uses tends to use reason you know more predominantly um do they maybe sometimes have difficulty with others who choose faith or emotions um is it is it a is there a, maybe a a familiarity with someone who uses the same kind of path that you use well it it comes down to acceptance so even if someone okay. is inclined towards towards using reason and then maybe their friend or their partner or, or, or their, their, their husband, wife, their daughter, their son, doesn't matter, um, is more inclined to say to use faith, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't really matter. It's more as long as we can accept other people to, to operate in the way that they want to. So everyone gets to evolve in their own way and in their own time. And so if we can accept that and understand that, then it becomes irrelevant of which avenue or direction of consciousness someone prefers to use because they tend to get their best results that way because every every soul is different. It really comes down to acceptance. Uh, and, and at that point, it, it makes no difference if someone is more inclined towards using reason, emotion and feelings, faith, or the will. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I, I, you know with so much um, <laughs> disharmony, you know, in the world right now mm. and so much uh, division, um, it, it's to me, it's um, yeah, you know, the acceptance is is, is the way to be able to um, overcome divisiveness. Um, but uh, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard, I mean, it can be difficult, I think, for some people to to have that acceptance. So um, it's I guess it's we can only you know. Um, improve ourselves we can only really affect ourselves uh and not i guess and just support others who have a different approach yeah i mean the reason why there's a lack of acceptance with other people is because we don't accept ourselves and so mm -hmm. that simply mm -hmm. is is a projection of 
the harshness that we have towards ourselves then gets projected outwards onto onto others. So that's really the, the problem. Yeah. It's not that we can't accept it's not that we can't accept other people. We can't accept ourselves. We really think that we're lacking in some way to begin with, unless we do this, unless we do that, unless we abide by this, unless we abide by that. So we're starting off with this concept of imperfection to begin with. And so for, therefore that inner imperfection then gets expressed itself towards others. So really other people truly are simply a mirror for our own, our own consciousness, our sort of own, our own self-image. And whatever we haven't accepted within ourselves, we're clearly not going to accept in anyone else. And so, therefore, disharmony just continues to breed itself. And so, once we once we turn the, the the eyes, so to speak, inward, and we stop thinking, stop emoting, stop adhering to beliefs, stop being scared, stop believing everything that we see and everything that we hear, and bring ourselves to just the present moment, our own clarity and intuition will start to speak so loudly that the knowingness will start to take over. And then this is where we can start to disengage concepts and ideologies and we're going to start to be guided by our own inner knowingness and once we're guided by our own inner, knowing, inner knowingness what's going to be engendered is acceptance of others because we're going to be able to tangibly recognize not with our physical eyes but we'll be able to feel what's inside us is the same thing that's inside of everyone else and un until we can recognize that within ourselves there's no way to recognize that in someone else yeah yeah, it, it starts with the self, you know, and, um, yeah, okay, uh, you know, this, this is a great way for people to um, to end some divisiveness that uh, they may be experiencing. Um, now, you created, or, you know, you have the, the um, Ascend the Healing Frequencies technique. So, um, can you talk about its origin sure yeah um i guess i guess what we could say is the when i woke up from uh, from emergency surgery I, I i truly awakened into a an authentic state of of cosmic consciousness now it would be easier to understand if that in that moment i i was able to gain access it's like a door had been thrown open and i could sort of delve into the realms of wisdom and higher consciousness. Now, that is true, but my understanding of healing is more of a remembrance uh, because I'm not sure if I said that earlier today when we were talking, Robert. When I was a kid, I used to say that if I ever get sick, mm -hmm. I'll just heal myself. So it, it's very odd to say that really everything that we bring forth is actually just a remembrance through the undoing of the human conditioning. And so this understanding of healing and the protocols of self-healing, the protocols of self-realization were already within me. I just, I just needed the opportunity. Something had to arise for it to come out. And so what, what happened was obviously I became very, very ill and uh, quote-unquote permanently paralyzed. And all of a sudden the need had arisen for all of this inner knowingness to come forward. So the wisdom and the love of the self, of what we really are, is always within us. We're just so covered through the identification with beliefs, concepts, and ideologies, and the identification with the body, that we're not tapping into our own inner knowingness. It's, it, it's almost everything is just a remembering. And I've often found that when I'm working with someone, talking with them, I'll say things that are you know, unusual, like maybe some of the things I've said, you know, that you and I have talked about today, Robert, that may seem very unusual. But as I'm talking to people, something registers within them. It, it just kind of lands right there in the heart. And it's and everyone is just kind of like, yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. What's really happening is they're simply remembering. They're remembering what mm -hmm. they really know. And they're leaving behind the ignorance of, of the human conditioning that we call beliefs, concepts, and ideologies. And it really is a remembering. And I know for myself, I always said I'd, I would just heal myself, as bizarre as that is, but I always said that. So I knew it was already in me. And so what we really are is this love, wisdom, and all these talents and abilities. It's, it's deeply embedded. It's part of the self. It is the self. And so when we let go of the conditioning of beliefs, concepts, and ideologies, the inner remembering, the inner wisdom, 
the inner power, the inner love, all those inner talents, they actually just flow freely. And so, and this is the real paradigm shift, Robert. It's, it's this, this is how we transcend the human condition and start to work with more of our ultimate potential. In terms of self-healing and self-realization, there is literally nothing. If we limit ourselves to what I call body consciousness, which is just the five senses, and then that data stream that comes in is which forms the intellect, that is minuscule com- compared to our own higher consciousness and the greater reality. And so we have to start to work inwardly, like through the exercises and the understandings that are captured in the book, and the true self or the soul or the whatever word you want to use starts to emerge. And what emerges is a direct fractal of God that has absolutely no limitations. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I am not religious, spiritual, but I mean, I remember as a youth, you were talking about the kid, I remember being young that the, the words physician heal thyself, you know, going through my head when I was a child. And I mean, I don't, I can't remember specifically when or in what condition I was trying to heal myself. But, um, but I, yeah, but I do remember that. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's, I guess, important to recognize that there, that is, that can be reality. I mean, it, or I guess it is a reality if one chooses to remember it being a reality. Yeah, I, I mean, one way one way we could frame this, Robert, is to <clears throat> to say whatever reality, whatever conceptualized or mental reality we create for ourselves, our body will then have the tangible experience of that. And, and so yeah. that is yeah. the real mind, that's the real mind-body connection in one sentence, right? So the key is to attune the conscious mind to the self directly. And then there, there mm-hmm. is no limitations. There is no limitations within the mind. And as I said, whatever, whatever mental or conceptualized reality you create, your body then has the tangible experience. This is the foundational understanding of how I unparalyzed myself. I attuned my conscious mind directly to what I really am, and therefore my body had no choice but to adapt to the perfection and the divinity that we all really are. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense when you think about, you know, energy and, and, and vibration, you know, that um, then it, uh, it makes sense. Now, your um, Ascend the Healing Frequencies Technique um, has seven steps, and, and you go into great detail about those in your book as well as having practices for those. Um, but if you wouldn't mind, I, I kind of like to do like a high-level uh, identification of, of what those steps are, if you would. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, I can mention them briefly, I guess, if if, if you like, yeah, or if yeah, you, if yeah. you, yeah, okay. Well, so the, the... go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to start with with the number one, but um, the accessing your access your true essence. So we've been talking about that a bit um, now. So we'll kind of. Go over that, you know, gloss over that one since, we, again, we talked about it. But step number two was know specifically what you are going to achieve. So talk a little bit about that. Do we have to, I mean, you know, it's uh, some, sometimes it's hard to know exactly, you know, what we want to achieve, let alone specifically. <laughs> yeah, that, that, right, exactly right. So, so within that chapter of the book, there are specific questions that I have the reader pose to themselves in order to figure this out. And so why it's important to know specifically what we're trying to achieve, and let's, let's just relate it at this moment to healing, because the book, is, the book is essentially about healing, even though the book is really about self-realization uh, and a healing technique brought about through authentic cosmic consciousness or self-realization. But <clears throat> what, in order, in terms of healing, to apply what it is that we're specifically trying to achieve in healing. So someone will come to me or want to work with me, and they'll say they, they want to get healthier. And I'm like, well, that, that's not specific enough. Can you, narrow, right. can you narrow it down? Right? So, oh, well, I have a, you know, I have a problem with uh, high blood sugar. Okay. What is it that you're specifically trying to achieve? Do you want to lower your blood sugar? 
Yes. Okay. Do you do you want to lower your A1C? Yes. Okay. Does that mean that you want to start to heal and repair your pancreas and your liver? Yes. So in other words, it's kind of this uh-huh. drilling down. So that's what I mean about specific. And the reason why this is important is because when we know specifically what we're trying to achieve, we can harness all of our energy into a single pointedness of focus, which brings the manifestation of that desire into a much greater possibility of occurring. So when it's very random and loose, when we don't know specifically what we're trying to achieve, like when someone says, well, I just want to get healthy, but that, that's, it's too random, it's not specific. But when we draw it down and narrow it down and drill it down by asking ourselves these questions that I, that I put in the book, we can then harness the full power of the mind and all of our energy into single-pointedness of purpose. And that's the most powerful way to manifest trans, transformation and true change. Okay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Now, um, step three was activate your healing intention. So once we, I guess, know what we specifically want, um, mm-hmm. how, how do we? How is it activated? I mean, is I mean, is there a particular? What what is the the, the key for activation? So there's four rudimentary uh, ways in which a human being expresses itself. And so it's the harnessing of these four things uh, concurrently, bringing all of our forms of expression into one single-pointedness of purpose is how to activate your full healing intention. So that has to do with mental imagery, that has to do with emotions and feelings, that has to do with the spoken word, and that has to do with physical action. So those are essentially the four rudimentary expressions or ways in which a human being can express itself mentally, emotionally, verbally, or physically. So when we unite those four things, we have fully activated our healing intention. Okay. And number four was command creator consciousness. Um, I think, I mean, the idea of commanding creator consciousness is, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. It's like, it sounds like a, a um, very... Um, kind of activity. It, 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 it's a <laughs> yeah. So essentially, we're 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 commanding. We are all individualized aspects of the Creator. So in that sense, we are our uh, own version of Creator Creator Conscious because we are. So that that one step is a very revolutionary uh, meditation that I take people through to reach extraordinary high states of consciousness. And as I alluded to earlier, higher consciousness is the architect of our form and the chemist of our biology. So by fully harnessing our creator consciousness and commanding it through this revolutionary meditation, we are able to affect changes like I did with unparalleling myself and others have done with themselves with other, with other ailments and injuries um, it, it yields a power and an ability to make change in a way that the finite mind and intellect can never do. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's interesting because, you know, the way I presented it was more of the source being, you know, creating, uh, commanding source versus, re- versus commanding the creator within ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you know, you've, we've all heard the saying, "God helps those who help themselves." Yeah. So this is yeah. this is very true. This is very true in ways that I don't think uh, I think human beings have lost touch with. And so that that one step within the healing technique kind of re, reunites ourselves with our own higher consciousness, which is within the mind of God. So it it, it all works one and the same. And by being able to harness ourselves in this way through that specific protocol, the results are unheard of, but that's because no one is doing it this way yet. And that's and that's why I wrote the book, so everyone can do this for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's um, a lot more in your book, but we're actually down to the last four minutes, and I could go on talking about this for a very long time. I, I really enjoy your, your book. But so, you know, let's 
you know, what what is it that that you you hope um, readers of the book um, would will get from um, supercharged self healing? Well, my my desire is freedom. So mm-hmm. freedom from freedom from suffering, freedom from being caught within samsara or constant reincarnation because we're not understanding ourselves enough to transcend this condition, freedom from the egoic identity, freedom from the idea of uh, victimhood, freedom from the idea that we can't affect true transformation within ourselves and this entire planet. And this book will teach people how to do this. And my only real desire for this planet and the entire collective consciousness and other systems of worlds, to be honest, is freedom, to realize the truth about ourselves. That the truth about ourselves is that we are eternally free and our only bondage is not realizing this. So all I'm really interested in is freedom and it's through freedom that consciousness evolves with the greatest efficacy and as that occurs, there will be a superior quality of life for everyone. And by doing these steps and by working with these new levels of understanding, I've been told to call these things the wisdom that transcends knowledge, there's a greatly increased quality of life. And we can leave behind unnecessary suffering that we are causing. Yeah. And through that suffering, we're, we're causing our own sickness and disease and we're causing our own acrimony between ourselves to see is the freedom from all of this. Yeah, that's a, a very worthwhile, you know, and ambitious kind of um, goal. And, and your book does a wonderful job of, of presenting the, the different, you know, paradigms or different ways of, I don't know, ways of thinking, but different ways of knowing. Um, and, and now, um, I, I did notice on your um, website, AscendedFrequencies.com, that you have a couple courses upcoming in January 2022, a self-healing and self-mastery course. Yeah, there'll be some there'll be some courses offered uh, next year. There's going to be an online course for supercharged self-healing as well as a mobile app, which I'm very excited about. So now everyone is going to have everything that they need for their own self-healing and, and self-realization in their own hand. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And if people want to get a quick preview of just some of the things that, uh, you know, that you and I have been talking about, Robert, if they want to go to superchargedselfhealing.com, they can actually download a free guide to what I call real magic tricks that instantly relieve stress and anxiety kind of like the pretend you just arrived here, no past, no future. And so immediately the thoughts okay. stop immediately. Yeah, so if people are interested in a free guide to, to more of those type of things, just go to superchargedselfhealing.com and get your free guide. And at that point, too, I can update people on the book, on the these new revolutionary courses that I'll be offering as well as, well as the app, too. Well, excellent. And I'll be sure to add that um, website into the show page description so that people who listen in the archives will have it readily accessible. So, uh, well, RJ, this has really been fun. And, and um, again, I enjoyed your book. I like books that get me, that get me thinking differently um, or, or change my – see, now, right now, every time I use the word thinking, I'm going to kind of have to wait a minute. Let me shift this. <laughs> So thanks for that contribution. You're going to have me knowing more and thinking less. So but I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Robert, for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been R.J. Spina. We've been talking about his new book, Supercharged Self-Healing, A Revolutionary Guide to Access High-Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair. Again, you can find out more by visiting the website, www.ascendthefrequencies.com. And as you mentioned, you can also go to superchargedselfhealing.com and learn more there. 
So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show.